Well, hello. It's the A to Z podcast. I'm Zach Jackson. He's Andre Knott. We're at Akron Jackson at Dre Knott on most of your favorite social media platforms. We're at facebook.com slash A to Z podcast. Shouts to Blue Wire. Shouts to our longtime friends and sponsors, American Fireworks there in Hudson. Oh. They're always open at AmericanFireworks.com. Look them up. Visit them. Tell them A to Z sent you. Yes. When you're out in Portage Lakes, you ever think about us doing fireworks when it's snow on the ground and ice all over the lake? Um, there is a not proud moment in my life <laughs> where I rode an orange Suburban across the lake. Oh, that's right. Not smart. See what yeah. alcohol can do, kids? Um, you know, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move. My bad. Which way are we headed on today? Well, well, I'm getting ready. Like this is one of the last things I'm doing before I'm getting on a bird and getting out of here for a while. Um, right. Not to brag or anything else. I need the vacation. My wife needs a vacation. We need the vacation. Uh, but I was just thinking on this glorious day, I just had breakfast with my dad. My dad was like, so what shitty ideas you and your friends coming up with? And the first thing I thought of was, man, that fireworks company, we can call up American fireworks and do some fireworks when we get yeah, back. And it's still now listen, snowing. I will say this. Like when I did that, when I, anytime I've participated in anything near the ice, I've been beyond sure, right? That, that it's right. Right. frozen well over. And yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I've, I've seen people just hang out out there like right, when it gets right. 20 inch thick now that in particular was seven eight years ago it probably has only completely frozen over like one time but when i was living right on the lake and dano's was right across oh. like there was a time you could just walk across right right like, <laughs> it's unbelievable um, to say but that was normal right yeah and so like i, I don't I, i'm assuming it is because we've been at zero degrees for a week now like you should be getting close i'm here. staying in tonight and watching bad college basketball but i would imagine there's people hanging out <laughs> let's start there i'm glad you brought that up because i and i'm glad i because I, I had a choice i gotta tell you i had a choice of because I, I the two things i had on my well i had a couple I had a, I had a list of what i had to take care of friday before i got out of town i would i wanted to have lunch or breakfast with my dad i wanted to get a podcast in with you so you're right there, and you people and, and Zach, you guys are in the same list as my dad. He's my favorite person in the world. Uh, screw the rest of you. Uh, but I want to do those two things. And then somehow my dad got me on college basketball. And, I, and he, he was like, does it even matter anymore? And he's like hit that age. And like I love college basketball because of my dad. Uh, and it was weird to hear him just kind of say, he's like, he's like, is Duke any good? And, it, and like my dad's not senile yet. I mean, he's different. <laughs> But to hear my dad, Zach, say, is Duke any good? And he was like, and who's replacing Coach K? And my dad is a fan fan. You know him. Yeah. Like, to me, that was eye-opening because that's kind of where – and I think COVID has kind of done that and just there's yes. other life stuff. Just I, so college basketball, you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. No, well, it's not mainstream. And I would say that losing the tournament the year that it was lost probably took it further out of the mainstream yeah. for people. Yeah. Um, the season is too long, right? You know, right now we're in the thick of conference season, but people are still in NFL mode. True. Um, you know, Saturday afternoon comes and people have little kids basketball and yeah. other stuff going on that's, in their lives. That's me. <laughs> uh, specifically here, you know, where I think there was a window for people to jump on board. Um, the Cavs are back. So, like, if you're, True. you know, if you have a couple of hours a week to devote to basketball, you either do it to your kids or to the Cavs or both, right? right, right. Um, you know, Cleveland State's been great. The guy's done a great job. Nobody goes to those games. 
Yeah, I don't it's know. How an, to... And let's just be honest; it's an extremely low level of college basketball. I'm not it, taking well, anything away from what Dennis Gates has done. It, and Zach, is it because your friend you've got a friend that was coaching at Youngstown State? That is, I think some people will take that harshly. And like the Limas would say, if we went to the Division three level, and look, both of us, you and I, at different times in our lives have traveled and watched local Division three basketball and had no problem doing it. Because we just like, love you know, the game. Yes. Right, because we love the game. We, you love Youngstown State. And I'll ask you this about Cleveland State, because Dennis Gates is legit. He's legit. He's going sure, to go he, somewhere he absolutely else. absolutely is, yes. And Cleveland State, and I know this from my time doing the, the pregame, doing the uh, coaches show when Gary Waters was there, and I go back with Gary Waters years and years, 20-plus years. The fight that Cleveland State has had and will continue to have is no matter what product they put out on that court, it just and I, and like that whole conference sells itself, and you know this. They sell themselves as a you know a mid major in major cities, right? They're mm-hmm. in Milwaukee, they're in Chicago, they're in Detroit, they're in mm-hmm. Cleveland. So it's oh, very hard to get any attention. Yes, and some of the basketball is decent. Like I woke up today to Camino, Mister Doctor Camino, tweeting about Oakland losing to Milwaukee, and Cleveland State's now tied for first. And I, I wanted to be a smartass and be like, nobody even knows what you're talking about. Well, yeah. <laughs> Listen, your windows are so small there, right? Cleveland State has, in the last 15 years, has made runs to the Sweet 16. They've made the tournament. They've been great, right? Then they then they kind of crashed down, and Dennis Gates has brought them back. They made the tournament last year. But nobody goes to the game, Stray. Um, right. They just don't stack up. So, like, there is a potential lottery pick in the Horizon League this year. His father is the coach. Yes, at yes. Well, guess what? He's been hurt most of the year. The team is awful. Um, just the reality of it is – and I know what I said came off harsh, but I don't intend it to be. It's just, just <laughs> the facts. The number two years ago was seven. I don't know if it's nine or 11 now, but over the course of the entire Horizon League schedule, seven or nine games get on national TV. Wow. But Okay, so is that and, – and you and I aren't disagreeing, and we need to have conversations like this because, as I said, you and I – you're going to go to a – regardless of this conversation, the end of this conversation – Zach is going to go to a Manchester Panthers basketball game sometime this weekend. No, and I've, I've had enough of that team for the week. <laughs> What's that? I've had enough of that team for the week. <laughs> but, but you and I show up. To, you and I show up to a lot of games where only two hundred people are there. That's that's kind yes. of our thing to do, right? Yes. Um, but in saying that, how? And I guess it's okay to be that way, though, right? I guess we should have that conversation. It's okay to be, you know, to it be is. division. No, it, it is. And like I said, they've done a wonderful job. And for the fan base, like it means everything to Cleveland State's players and program and school and fan base to get to the tournament last year and do what they did. Right. Right. Um, it, it, I guess with that TV number, like there's two Matt games on just tonight. So right. if you care, if you're a sicko and like, oh, you, my alma mater, Jeff Bowles, the coach I've known forever and ever. He's a yes, X7 guy it. like I am, right? I think, like, he, I think he's one of the one of the handful of, of coaches that actually follows both of us. Yeah. <laughs> Shame on him. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you have to excel in your moment. In the big yeah. cities, it's harder, yeah. right? It, it's harder. Like Toledo and Bowling Green have a much better chance to be, quote, bigger in sports because they're the only game in town. You know, there's right. no pro sports in Toledo, Ohio, right? <laughs> right? Um, you know, and the MAC has the Toledo Mudhens would like to have a conversation yes. with you. But yes, the MAC in football has taken a you know took a leap because they took the money from ESPN and yeah. went to Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and they got noticed. It's funny you, know? you say that because last night, I, I'm glad you said that. And how this works because the biggest mid major. And how is Gonzaga? Here's a is Gonzaga still a mid major? No, they've yes way no? outgrown that. Okay, and you know what channel I was watching them on last night? 
CBS Sports. Yeah. And I watched them in San Francisco, and it didn't start till 1030. And I'm a, I'm a late-nighter, so it didn't bother me that the game started late. And that game was damn good. But I, it, like the Mac, it had to be on the CBS channel that most people – I don't even know how many people have that channel, how many people even go to it. Um, I got That's what lucky. the Mac games are on tonight, yeah. Right. I got lucky and found that game last night. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, like – and that's the loser that I am at 43, almost 44 years old, that the happiest I was all day last, yesterday was at 1030 when I, or 1045 when I just happened to stumble into the San Fran versus Gonzaga game. And it was, I was like a pig in shit. I was happy. I was like, this is perfect. I already got my sweatpants on. I already got my sweatshirt on. What do you think of that unicorn from Gonzaga? Chet Holmgren. Uh, Holmgren? Yeah. He's, uh, he's legit, man. And, you know, it was funny. Remember Gonzaga pasted UCLA early in the year. Big time. Yes. And the next day, we, I was at a Cavs practice, and Kevin Love brought it up without even, like, you know, without us, us mentioning it. He was just kind of like, damn, did you see what Gonzaga did to UCLA? And he was like – but he went on to say, you know, I'd rather it happen to UCLA early in the year for them to kind of get the check of, like, that's the standard. And I moved it forward. Like, when you see a guy like Holmgren, what does that make you think? Because, because in, in a weird way, this is going to be a Kevin Love um, – not a love fest, but an appreciation fest. Kevin Love, and not just him, but a lot of guys that look like him have kind of changed. Again, obviously, there's a Kirk, there's a Dirk Nowitzki's, and you could, but Kevin Love, if you remember him at UCLA and kind of early, you know, Minnesota, they've made these Chet Holmgrens and guys like this able to go to Gonzaga and come right out and be able to play all over the place and not just be a bound on the block. Yeah, he's going to be an interesting case, right? I mean, this is like a yeah. seven foot point guard. I know. He can <laughs> handle the rock. Yeah. It's amazing. And the um, other big guy ain't bad either. They're- while we're here, I want to say this. Here's why Gonzaga is not going to win a national title. They obviously have the players, and they were. It was just three, four years ago they were there, and then last year they were number one all year, and then they got pasted in, oh in the God. national championship yeah. game. Absolutely pasted. But I just think Dre, you you play a conference season for so long, and they're so much better than everybody they play. That's not to say there aren't challenges. Yes, I there aren't other you. good players. I agree, but with you. you don't get tested. And last year, the NCAA did them every favor in the world, or at least on the surface, they didn't get tested in the tournament either. So no. when they played UCLA in that epic game for the ages, yes. where Jalen Sung's bank set in, that's their first. Te- that's the first time they've been pushed well, in months. And what? Yeah, and what you're saying with this, and this is what I always look at as well. If you're and this is like we this is kind of the college football fight that we have about Alabama and, and, and the Georgias, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, yeah, you know, Alabama, like I didn't want to see Alabama Georgia part two. I didn't, but I didn't mind it. I'll say that. But when you play in the SEC, and this is the fight that I know people don't always get, and then football is different from basketball. It's just nice to play against really good athletes because that's what you're saying, what happened to Gonzaga. And it's nothing against their conference. Like San Fran came in last night. I want to say they were. 13 and three or 14 and like they have a good record. They're a good team. They've got a couple of good players, but one through 10 is not what one through 10 is at USC, right? Like, like you're going to see a different brand of athlete. The 10th guy at USC, UCLA, heck even San Diego state. If you want to, if you want to dig that deep and that's where you're right. Like, Gonzaga may win their conference again. They may, yeah, you know, you just, get to the Sweet 16. But what's going to happen when they face a team that's got 10 guys that are just as athletic or as, as their guys? This is, this, is, this is sports, right? Like, especially in this day and age where everything's available. Like, 
teams exploit your weaknesses. Teams develop a plan to go at you and you have to adjust. And if you don't get tested and if you don't have to involve, like you said, guys, six, seven, and eight, right. you, it, it's hard to erase those bad habits or it's hard to do it. It, it yeah. just is. College basketball is great, Jerry, because it, it, it has always been a local regional thing. It's the biggest deal in Kentucky and people have probably already turned us off here only 200 miles north because they don't care. Right, but it's settled at the end. Like if you you know inside the programs and inside the schools, of course you want to win your conference. Of course you want to beat your rival. Of course you want to win that game when you're on CBS, when you're on ESPN, whether you're Ohio State or or you're the one of the Horizon Seven games all year long, right? But it all comes down to March when everybody's watching, and that's when legends are made. And then it's one and done, and it's so fast. The whole thing is three weeks, two and a half. This motherfucker drops better promos for fucking basketball than he does for our podcast. Well, I get excited for the NCAA tournament. I, mean, I hear. You when, don't get excited. When you tell me 20 minutes and two hours and fucking 45 minutes later, we do a podcast. Hey, man. Yeah, hey, 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 hey. I had to go get some swim trunks, bro. <laughs> so, and I had to get – I'm also do sunglasses. Oh. oh, here's the other thing I had to do before I talked to you. I signed my contract for this season, too. I had to get that started. You can take okay. care of that, too. Well, that's good. Hopefully there's going to be a season. I No shit. <laughs> that's a good point. It will be. <laughs> it can't be. It, they can't. Like, and I'm saying this not like not to pump. Like, they, they have to play. Is baseball out of their mind? Zach, after what we've gone through through 2020 and where our country and world is at, if these guys don't get their heads out of their asses and get to spring training, and I'm saying both sides. There's no winners. There's not going to be a winner. Absolutely, there's this. not. There's no. no winner. Baseball is so far behind right now, and I love the game, so I'm allowed to say everything I'm saying because people know I love baseball. If they don't get their heads out of the out of the sand or out of the out of first base and, and telling us stories about robots being minor league umpires, I could give a rat's ass. Sign something, go to spring training, and go play baseball and find a way to get kids to love the game. And we gotta get past the point, all of us, of like this old school feel of you gotta play nine innings, you gotta do things like they did in 1902. We don't do shit like we do and did in 1902 in 2022. So therefore, let's find a happy medium to get everybody back involved in a great game. It's a great game, but we don't sell it right. We don't talk about it right. We don't show it right. What a promo. God, we are rolling today. What a freaking promo. (laughs) (laughs) But am I wrong? Like, you love baseball, but I can barely get you to come into progressive field. You right. barely, like you, you'd rather the only time you come is when you got to play dad. <laughs> well, I come other times. I just don't actually make it. Insane. Right. You will buy a ticket and not come in. <laughs> no, you know what? I was talking to some friends this morning. I texted and I said, what is the name of such and such bar on such and such street? Mm-hmm. And the guy said, are you okay? So what are you talking about? He said, dude, we've been there 20 times. I said, but between the pandemic and other stuff, I said, it's been two years. This is where we go before the basketball games in March. I said, Great. so I, I'm drawing a blank. I'm asking you where it is so I can make sure I go there tomorrow or when I'm down there. Right. Like right, right. things have changed. People in, to, in the sports world, viewers habits have changed. Spenders habits have changed. Right. Yes, like yes. how you budget your money, what, what you're thinking about, you're going to do. Yes. I want to go to progressive field. Yes. A lot of people want to go to progressive field. Even the ones who say they're not going again because of the stupid logo, they're going right. <laughs> yes, but you're a hundred percent right. And what you said, baseball needs to end this shit. Business is business. Deadline spur action, all of that stuff. Get it done. Get it rolling. And go, I, th- I think that guardians are going to be pretty good. Right? They are. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna, and they're so. going to spend some money when they're allowed to. They got to. They got no choice. They're going to do it. <laughs> By the way, there's a chance I may be sending. I don't even. I may be going to see the goat of goats here in the next couple of days. And Fran Mill Reyes is all I'll leave at that. Oh, 
Okay. <laughs> so if you see me, if you, I've, I've tried. I'm, I've talked to Jose and Fred Mill. I'm going right. close to where they live. So I, I want to before we get out of here, which is going to be sooner than than normal, because you're going on vacation and I got some stuff to do, and I, I'm taking a couple of formal days off too. Um, but some of that is to be spent getting ready for this for a couple of things I'm going to write at the Senior Bowl, which is in a couple of weeks, which is when really the off season kicks off. Yes, so it does. I just want to give one overarching Browns thought because I, I have written a little bit this week. Mm-hmm. I've done some. I just want to say kind of one thing. It's not been a great two months for the Browns, obviously. And even though the season's been over for two weeks, it's not been a great seven days for the Browns. Because if you watch Joe Burrow and Josh Allen and you watch Odell Beckham and then mm. you see the Malik McDowell stuff, like mm. that's not been good. So that's uh, I'll get back to that in a minute. <clears throat> um, it's a very sad situation. And it, it reflects poorly on, on the whole organization, obviously. Uh, and there's no running from that. But, like, things are not totally bleak. It's been a bad couple months. It's no. disappointing because you had expectations. But the offseason in the NFL, you get to reset, right? You get to sure. fully evaluate everything. You got money to spend. You got draft picks to use. You already got a good roster. Why, why does it feel so empty this January? Because you were playing last January, and this roster is still – mostly there there's still like a lot of guys who are 24 and 26 and have a little bit little bit of production and a lot of pedigree and talent and and it's there so like it's we learned a a lot yeah well let me say just let me i don't cut you off but i'll say it quickly and easily we learned in 2007 and that was part of brownstown and you and i've discussed it you didn't go 10 10 and 6 in 2007 on you know on accident but by falling in love with but by Reacting so quickly on what happened in 2008, you lost all the luster from 2007 and had to start over again. Yeah, and, and – Got to find a midway point is what I'm trying to get well, at. Well, right. There's two parts of that retrospect, which obviously we look back 14 years now right. with, with, with 2020 hindsight. One part is strike while the iron is hot and go for it. For sure. Right? The other part is honest evaluation regardless of what your record is. Correct. Right? And, Correct. and it's internal maturity – as part of that evaluation of are we ready to handle the next step of the extra spotlight of the extra pressure of just winning a couple is not good enough. Well, the answer has been twice. The answer has been no twice, but I think part of it is it takes a minute to get there and you can't react off the first time of failing at that. If anything, you have to, it's just like riding a bike. Nobody got on a bike for the first time and took off and was, and you know, like everybody fell down. The question is, did you, can we take the training wheels off now is the question. Yeah. Right. So because, yeah, because if no matter, because because here's what I'll say to you on this. And I've looked at it differently. The Bengals have no idea what they're walking into tomorrow at 430 in Tennessee. They had no, you know, like they they had a buffer that the Browns didn't even have last year. They got to get a playoff game at home, you know, like, so they got that. That's up. That was a luxury to have the Raiders come to them last week. Right. But now they're going to go on the road and now they're going to have a team that scouted them out and saw them last week and they're going to play them different and they're going to punch them in the nose. Sometimes ignorance is bliss. And the Bengals may be able to ride that out tomorrow. But the question is, what will they take from 2022? Will they learn from that in 23, or will they fall back? Because we see this every year, Zach. Every year we see a team fly into the playoffs, and they're the new hot thing, and they never get back. Yeah, so the average over the last 20 years, Dre, is seven new playoff teams. Mm-hmm. And now, and obviously the last two years, we've had two more teams make the playoffs. So seven new. So that's half the field, right? gets flipped over every year. So that means you, you always got to be evaluating. You always got to be working. You can't take nothing for granted. I mean, who busts those trends? 
the ones that have number twelve in Green Bay, the ones that have yeah. number ten in Kansas City. If well, you're not, if you're not in that, you're not guaranteed shit. You're, you're not guaranteed to come back. Well, look, Aaron Rodgers has been the best quarterback over the last decade, and they got one ring. Yeah, right. It's, it's you know, like it, 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 and and you can look at the coaching. You can look, and here's a coaching thing. And I'll go quick on this because I want to actually ask you about all four games. This is my favorite. Well, I don't want to spend too much time on the games though because people aren't. It's already Friday afternoon. Nah, but I want to. I want to know. No, I'm making you give winners and losers. Relax, <laughs> relax, relax, there, Playboy. I got you. Um, the Cowboys game. I just got to go on this quick because we have so many people, so many know-it-alls on Twitter and, and social media uh, that really don't know anything. That last play call, and this drives me. And I'm only doing it because it's Dallas, and it's not. It's easier to do this when it's not the team that we talk about the most. Whatever the hell they thought. They thought they had a good play, and they would have had a good play if a couple of things had happened. Dak, if Dak goes down earlier, if he hands the ball to the referee, if they showed up before the first quarter, if Boza doesn't get hurt. <laughs> I, can go, I can go on and on. But the thing that I want to get at that it drives me crazy, and they do this in Dallas, and it makes my dad and I laugh, every good call and everything they do well, Zach, they, they give credit to the offensive coordinator, uh, your yeah. boy that used to play at Boise State. Yeah, Kellen every Moore. Be- Kellen Moore. Every bad thing is the head coach's fault. Now, look, I'm not a big Mike McCarthy fan. He's part of the reason Aaron Rodgers only has one uh, Super Bowl ring, in my opinion. Uh, He's somewhat of a jackass. But you can't blame him on everything when Kellen Moore is supposedly the smartest offensive coordinator all the time. You can't have it both ways. Just because you don't like Mike McCarthy, you can't go, oh, he sucks, he's got to go. Jerry Jones has blown Kellen Moore up bigger than that freaking stadium that he built the wrong way that's got sun coming into his receiver's eyes. Good job, jackass. (laughs) I mean, come on. You make a billion-dollar stadium and you put it you, know, you put it north-south with the sun coming in your players' eyes and your punter kicks the ball into the, the grandstands or into the, the – like, Jerry Jones is, is the epitome of what's wrong with America. <laughs> he, he is. I'm sorry. All right. You want me to – because I know you're on a time crunch. Um, all right. No, all right. One thing before we go. We'll go, go through, through the games. One thing. Okay. All right. We're, we're going to bet a honeymoon breakfast, me and you. Obviously, I'm if in. you guys have been listening, we're re- recording this before the round of eight, before the divisional playoffs. I'm going to let you pick first. You pick okay. one team that's going to win it. I pick one team that's going to win it. We both lose. We both lose. But we're, otherwise, we're betting honeymoon breakfast. One team of the eight. Who's, who's raising the trophy in four weeks? Um, I'm going to say you're letting me go first. Yeah. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's oh. go. <laughs> I don't I think Buffalo. I, it's, I don't know why either, but I'm, I'm going Buffalo. And I don't think – I think their hardest game they have left is Sunday at 6.30. When I spit that out, I wasn't sure who I was going to take, but if you were going to take Green Bay, I was probably going to take Buffalo. Wow. I'm, I, well, you I'm, know I'm the, with you. Yeah, you I know. mean, I think a lot of people think it's clearly the AFC Championship game, right? Yes, for sure. Um, and, you know, is it the Super Bowl? I'll take Green Bay. I've been bought in all year on this revenge tour you know, and 12 and 17 against the world and the world can't cover the guy. So, um, yeah. 123 catches, man. I, I think their defense, you know, despite the personnel losses and despite being really bad against the run, I think they've continually answered the bell and, you know, the Niners come in there, they're, they're playing well right now, but the Packers haven't played a meaningful game in a long time. But one thing that I think is rust proof, one thing that I think is weatherproof, recession proof, everything is Rodgers to Adams. And I just yeah. think they're going to find a way. And I think they're going to get to the Super Bowl and I think they're going to win it. And then what he does after that, which is retire, sure. come back, go play for somebody else, disappear forever into he bed. He ain't disappearing. That jackass is going to take over with the punters. <laughs> they're going to have their own little 
freaking TV, radio, <laughs> well, sure. podcast. Sure, whatever they're going to do. I don't know, but if I got to pick one, I'm picking them right now. Ah, fair enough. Let me say this. I think the Niners, if they win this week, they're going to win the Super Bowl. They're on a run, man. Debo is special. And I, that's, you know what? The best thing that came out of the 2021 football season is coaches realize to stop putting players in a box. You had a guy down in Atlanta that should have been doing this forever. He's a, he's a multi-tooled player. I can't even think of his name right now. But stop putting these guys in a box. If he can catch a pass, throw it to him. If he can run the ball out of the backfield. I mean, do you see Debo, Debo Samuel when he takes handoffs? He reads blocks better than most running backs do. And I love how Shanahan is using him. Uh, their quarterback, uh, that, we'll have that conversation another week. I don't think Garoppolo is great. I he's think he's, he's average. But that tells you about the position, right? But you if know you what play- Shanahan does? He coaches around it. Why do yeah, they incorporate well, Debo, yes, right? Yes, he coached. That's why I want Matt Ryan here. Anyway, um, because he, the best season he ever had was in that offense. Hey, how about this? Three of the, last, three of the four co- coaches left in the NFC. Do you know that the head coaches for the Rams, Packers, and 49ers all were on the same staff for Mike Shanahan with the Washington Redskins mm-hmm. when they were the Redskins? Mm-hmm. How unbelievable is that? And they were all babies at the time. Yeah. yeah. How cool is that? What what do you think watching Odell? Um, he has a coach that uh, he has an offense that understands how to use what he has left and how to get him open. He has a quarterback that understands by getting. I mean, they understand that their number one receiver, Cooper Cup, caught 145 balls and almost 2,000 yards. That he's going to get doubled everywhere he goes. So they take advantage of like they. You're going to make me break the rule. Some coaches, like the one here in Cleveland, calls plays setting up things for the next quarter, the next time with the ball. That's why for as smart as TA is and smart as we have all these different guys out there that have all the numbers and everything else, I'm not even going to put analytics down because it's not. There's still something to the human being that draws up a play chart and how to make it work. Shanahan calls plays throughout the game mm-hmm. that he can win the game in the fourth quarter because he showed you this in the first quarter. He showed you this variant in the third. Kansas City did this the other day. Remember when uh, Kelsey threw the touchdown pass? And after the game, you know, and Anthony Borman, Coach Borman and I were texting about this. And after the game, they kind of said, that, you know, because people were like, well, were they running up the score? And Mahomes said, no, that was a play that we put in because we've run something off of that all year long and we wanted to give a different look off of it. And it was almost like they wanted Kelsey to throw that pass to make the next team have to not only study what they did all season long, but to study what they did last week. So when they showed that this week, what is that def- what's the defense going to do? What's the Bills going to do when, when Kelsey's in, the, in, in, in behind center? They're all going to go uh, fake pass, fake pass, and then they can run the reverse with 10. They can throw the ball to Mahomes. There's so much more that's added to it. So what I'm saying, in a long way of saying this, Zach, they use – Odell can get open still. That is, he can still get open. Is he a nine-catch-per-game guy still? Probably not. But he's still talented enough to make a team work, and he did that the other night. All right, two thoughts. Uh, we're all prisoners of the moment. But this Kansas City-Buffalo game is like most anticipated mm. game in a while, right? Yes. It's the third time in 12 months that they played all mm-hmm. in the same stadium. It's one-to-one. The Bills thought they were ready last year. They got embarrassed. Every move they made in the offseason was about getting back. They came in there on Sunday night in October and ran the Chiefs out. So now it's the rubber match and everything's at stake, right? It's awesome. There's no both quarterbacks are absolutely on fire. um, but they can take over games. The players on both sides have been here before. Like 
this is this is a legacy game. This is this is it. Like, it, and of course, it was going to be the late Sunday game. Are you going to be able to watch it wherever the hell yeah. you are? Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Okay, oh, good. Yeah. I would I'll be I the DR with. I'm not missing that baby. Second, second thought on Odell, and I'm not going to get into what happened because I've said he's a super talented player. He's a high maintenance wreck, and you know what you're signing up for from the start. And he's he's embarrassing in his behavior. Well, he's embar- He's got embarrassing talent, and embarrassing talent sometimes gives yes. you a headache. Right. So, uh, yes. I mean, even your bro- even your brother right now has a Manchester headache, but he's going to have him in the lineup tonight <laughs> <laughs> on some scale. They all got him. They, you all got him. Any good team? You can one eight hundred call Reg that. But anyway. Um, <laughs> So about 10 days ago, at the end of the season, I texted an NFL scout who I've known in a long time, and I said, help me out here with the receivers. I said, you know, you've been on the road, much of fall, yes. I said, make me sound smart. You know, when we start receiver talk, because everybody's going to assume, well, the Browns do need a receiver. Everybody's going to assume they're going to take one in the first round. I don't think. I said, you know, help me out. Better get a defensive end next to the, yeah. across from the other guy. Go I said, besides Garrett Wilson, you know, give me the fill in here. You think Garrett Wilson's better than Lave? Is that the thought process? Yeah, yes. More I'm naturally asking. gifted. Yes. Well, because he's more Debo, but see, Alave is that's that's a good conversation. We'll yes, it. and we'll, we'll bring it. hey, we'll, we'll bring on it. your boy Dane. We'll do that with Dane Brugler. That'll yeah. be a good conversation. Well, here here's what this per- so he started he basically I, I threw out four names beyond Garrett Wilson, right? And he he gave me just shell he had he had personally studied three of the four. So he gave okay. me just shell explanations on 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 who's who and what's what and how he sizes them up before and, and of course these guys are almost all underclassmen so they haven't met him they haven't seen him in person they don't know right. what their real measurements are all that stuff they have seen him in person they haven't been up close to them in person is what i'm trying to say but anyway he started talking about um how with the bigger guys you have to find a point of comparison and you have to see how they get open because you know college offenses and college defenses are so right. different and he said i am still it's hard for me to get off of, and he named three receivers, and Odell was one of them, in terms of how they are just in their own league with smoothness and route running. Right. And how that's the gold standard, right? Right. And so when he sees a guy that he knows is good but doesn't run like that, he has to come and ask. And so here's Odell, all this shit, and he's this guy who's, who does this for a living is saying he uses him as an example of are you truly elite or, or are you just a guy? And I thought that that to me was like that was so you need strong. to know. Yes. Right. Yes. Because it, it because and like you said, it's not a prisoner of the moment thing. There are certain look. We can go all the way back to Braylon Edwards. Braylon Edwards did things and came out of cuts at six foot three, two hundred and fifteen pounds, that not many people that size could do. Now his consistency or lack of consistency with catching the ball caught up with him. No pun intended. But he still could get open. Even that, you know, even when he went to the Jets, he still on play action could get open for one of the for the butt fumble quarterback, right? Like, there are certain things that are uncoachable. There are certain guys that have them. Love them, hate him or not, 13 had them. Has them, still. Yes, he does. He hey, does. And I put it this way. You think Bruce Arians ain't worried about him this week? I guarantee there's a cut-up of everything that Odell has done in the last five years hey. that is on a cut-up for the Buccaneers' defense this my, week. My popcorn and white claw will be ready because that game Sunday is also must-see TV. Absolutely. You got the defending champs against Aaron Donald. Yeah. And Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham. Aaron and it's Dyer. Cam Akers, who was obviously not a oh human being. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Cam Akers. <laughs> oh, he, the, there's two plays that he had. I mean, the dude blew his Achilles out six months ago. Great article, by the way, at The Athletic. Um, if you have The Athletic, check Jordan, out the story. Jordan Rodriguez did that, right? Yes. yes. It was so good just talking about how they did his Achilles surgery and how they basically 
he basically had to do everything perfectly to get back this season. Um, it's a shout out to what we can do with medicine, but it's a shout out to his what Cam Akers gave up uh, to be back. And if they get to the Super Bowl, he's going to be a big part of it, man, because he is a special running back. He yes, really, he, really cha- he changes the offense. Even if it's ten touches, he changes the offense. Um, he does. He's powerful, strong. He's everything you want out of that position. But there is a cut up of Odell Beckham that I'm sure Bruce Arians and their coaching staff is showing every single day. You bring in. Did you see Aaron Donald? When they when they were fighting and he took the guy's head off and then when the guy he couldn't punch the guy anymore he tried to he tried to cut his eyes out. Aaron Donald is a bad mo and I'm yeah. not bragging about doing nasty stuff, but when you're a defensive lineman you do nasty stuff. Like you you can get lost watching him play football. And when have you ever said that about an interior defensive Never. lineman? And he could be the reason why. The and he's in like year line. nine too. Yes, right? like, and he's, he's still the best. He's, and, and and look about what they did. And you and I have talked about this. The Rams have said, fuck the draft. I mean, literally, the coach has a cup that says, fuck the draft. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and they're going out there. I mean, I, you almost forgot that they had Miller. You know, and then he's like, he's – Well, like, when you draft the Cooper Cups and the Cam Akers, right? Right, right, you know, right, and, right. And you have an Aaron Donald who you got, like, no, nah, that's – You can do it. There's different ways some- to build it. Here's a point on this, guys. There's still eight jobs unopened, <laughs> right? There's still eight teams playing. That That's half the league right there. Depending on where you are – like some of these jobs, the GM is the most important person because the roster stinks. Some of these jobs, they need the right head coach because they have some pieces and they need to get their shit together, right? They need to get some direction. Yeah. Discipline. And then some of these jobs, the most important person is quarterback because that's your ceiling. And that's how you win well, consistently in this league and how you buck the trend of the 50% turnover every season. Right. Speaking of that, before we ask, do a four games and let you out of here, the New York football giants have named Joe Schoen as their GM. Joe Shane you know, is his Shane, name. Shane, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. You know who he's friends with or knows well? No, I don't. Our old friend, Brian Dayball. Ah, that would Connect be those dots. Uh, you know, it's funny, and, and this shows how old we are. I remember when Brian Dayball couldn't get it out of his own way as the offensive coordinator for, for Eric Mangini. Look at all the places he's been and bounced around and helped so many teams. If Buffalo continues doing what we both think they're going to do, Brian Dayball will be a head coach probably within the month. It's really mystifying that he didn't get a job last year because I that's know. been the hot trend. Hire the offense, the hot hand offensive guy, right? Yes, you're right. But I mean, but you just said it. But like, if you're the Jets or Giants, I think New York football is at an all-time low, and I don't feel bad for him, but it's at an all-time low. Yeah, I don't think anybody would argue that. I don't think the Giants' job is worth having if I'm Brian Dayball. I don't want to go. They they are – and they got like two draft – go ahead. Quick counterpoint without – the roster does stink. I saw it up close in August. (laughs) They have two top ten picks. They're in a shitty division. True. Things change quickly in the NFL. True, true, true. All right, yeah. fair enough. But the roster but you, does the roster does stink. The highlight of those two days was guys sticking around after practice to beat the fuck fighting. out of each. That was Troy. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and then the Jabril Pepper story you told. Yeah. That was the only thing we got out of it. That was the only thing right. we got. All right, here we go. go. 4.30. All right, go ahead. Go Fire ahead. the go games ahead. at me. All right, Fire the games. 4.30. It's January 22nd, our favorite weekend of football, even though it's kind of sad after this, the divisional round where we still get eight games, as Zach pointed out. Bengals going on a short trip to Tennessee. Uh, you and I both love the trip to Tennessee. One of our favorite uh, places to see a game, one of our favorite towns to be at before a game. Uh, Jamar Chase has just been phenomenal. He is a special one. We've known Joe Burrow for a long time. Um, but the Titans have a Northeast Ohio one that's bleeding them, and he bleeds Northeast Ohio football the way they play the game. I it, Right now the line is Tennessee minus three and a half. Zach, I'm so tempted to take the Bengals. I think they're riding a hot streak. 
But I think the, the, the injury that they had inside to a former Brown is going to hurt them on Saturday. I'm going to take Tennessee. You know what? I'm going to take Tennessee in the points, but I want to take the Bengals. I'm not because – and I can't believe Larry Ovenjobi is the one player that I'm saying that, but he is huge in what they do considering the big boys coming back tomorrow. Yeah, man, there's no bigger Joe Burrow fan than me just from how he handles himself and, and how he's ascended and, and how he's risen, you know, raised the level there. For um, sure. But – I think history says you take the team that's rested, the team that's been here before at this stage. Yeah. So I think but the Tennessee Titans- is, yeah, but Tennessee is weird, and you know this. They, but this year they've overcome kind of not playing up to their talent. You remember last year they didn't play up to their talent every week. Yeah, they fixed the defense though. That's the big difference. Sure. Good point. Well, who's the defensive lineman I always text you about? Who I compare to Sean Rogers? Who he shows up on game day. He shows up when the when the cameras are all on. But there's a lot of weeks where you sit there and go, "Why does this guy not make plays?" Yeah, Jeffrey. Um, yeah, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Simmons. 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 Yes, the guy that the Simmons Browns would have had had they not traded for Odell freaking Beckham. There you go. He's the key. <laughs> he's the key to the game. He's the key to the game. When he shows up, they are one of the best teams in football. Watching- I think it's going to be a great game. I, I, even though I'm picking the Titans, and and I probably don't love that. I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be, you know. The last eight minutes buckle in great TV. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we both agree on that. We don't like agreeing, but uh, our man, uh, our man, uh, our man uh, will have our picks up. Uh, second game on Saturday, 49ers and Packers in Green Bay. Temperature supposed to be 12 degrees, nice and balmy. But the good thing for the 49ers, they play in a cold, they play a cold weather type football team, football game. I can't believe they're 10 and 7 on the season after their win last week. Right now, Packers are favored by five and a half. I'll let you go first on this. Well, I'm taking the Packers to win it. I'm not backing down from that, but I'm tempted to take the points here. I, I don't I don't think this is I think Rodgers does his thing, but I don't think this is a Rodgers gets to 35 type game. I think I think we're looking at a 24-20 Packers win. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. This is a great line by Vegas. This is a good way to catch you. Um you're right. The 49ers will cover. Uh, but this will be a field goal game, and you saw it when you were in Green Bay on Christmas Day. Green Bay is a really good team. Defense is really good, but for whatever reason, all their games come down to the last possession or one, you know, close to the last possession. Um, I think this is a fantastic – I think the two late games, Saturday, Sunday, are basically your conference final games, in my opinion. There's going to be two great games. They really are. And both coaching staffs know each other so well. Uh, that's going to play into that game being very close as well, in my opinion. Yep. Um, going to Sunday afternoon, my one my one road team I'm taking is the Rams. I'm, I, I just, I'm on, I'm right on the it. Aaron Donald. I'm <laughs> on the Aaron Donald. Rams outright in Tampa Bay Sunday afternoon. Well, Tampa Bay's got problems. Their center hasn't practiced all week. Their left tackle, um, uh, the kid from Iowa, who's been fantastic, he's banged up. If that's the case, the Buccaneers don't have a chance, and they've got the best quarterback of all time, right? If they don't, and the one thing Tom Brady has always had problems with, always pressure up the middle, and you just said it. They got Aaron Donald. Their center's hurt. They're going to have to double and triple team him. That means Miller's going to get to come off the edge. Uh, there's just too many injuries for Tampa Bay to come over. You know, the, the receiver situation. Antonio Brown may show up thinking he can play this week, and they may let him play for a quarter until they realize he don't remember what the fuck he's doing. Uh, they, they're going to lose. I'm taking the Rams, too. <laughs> and you already know my, chick, my uh, choice for Buffalo yeah. and uh, KC. Right now the line is one and a half. For a home team to have a one and a half, um, mm-hmm. that basically is a pick em, right? Yeah. No, I, I mean, it should be. I, I think, you know, who has the ball last, right? Because these quarterbacks are going to do it. Who has right. a ball last? I'm going to take 31-30 Chiefs. Ooh. All right, I got to read you something funny. A friend of mine who works on the CBS uh, broadcast team that will do the Kansas City game, 
He says the rental car, he just said, just got to the KC airport. The asshole Bill fans are talking shit to the asshole KC fans at baggage claim. I thought there was going to be a fight. Then the KC fans start playing the Tomahawk Chop song and chopping at him. He goes, pray for me. I might get arrested. Oh, man. Football is fun. Football is Imagine fun. being at the airport on a Friday. Oh, You're already fighting fans from the other team. Well, you got, it's so hard to get to Kansas City. You, you got to get there, you know, any way you can, anytime you can. Um, <laughs> it's a great place, but it's an awful road trip. It's a it's a high school. It's got like, and I and I mean this in a good way. It's got a high school college atmosphere when you get to that oh, field. Oh, for sure. For but sure. it's the middle of nowhere. It's got barbecue everywhere. Um, it's one of my favorite, least favorite places to be. I love being there. Baseball's the same way, Zach. It's amazing. I, it's just scary when you're black and it's 100 degrees and you look <laughs> around and you see all them flags that are. Red. I, I and having just been there four months ago, I I know exactly what you're saying. Um, <laughs> We're out of here. Dre's going on vacation. I got some stuff to do. Just let me say this from I've watched seven of the last eight quarters of the Cavs, not flipping around, not doing anything else. I've just actually been able to watch them. Right. Mm-hmm. Darius Garland special folks. Enjoy. Don't, don't know what's going to happen or what should happen at the trade deadline. Don't know what's going to happen. They clearly miss Ricky Rubio. They're clearly yes. a young team. I don't know. Well, let me ask, let me ask you this as a basketball guy as with a brother. That's a coach. And I know, I hope our basketball coach friends are listening. I'm sure they'll text me. Teams are going to start doing what the Bulls are doing to Barry, did to Barry Scarlett the other night. They're going to try to wear him out. They, they got to, they and I'm screaming, they got to get another ball handler or somebody that can, that can make offense. He is fantastic. He is, an, he is another line of the great point guards of the Cleveland Cavaliers history, right? I mean, think, think about how lucky we've been. I mean, you can go from, to Mark Price, Kevin Johnson, John Bagley, I'm only saying because I, 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 I felt like him a couple years ago when I put a basketball jersey on. Uh, <laughs> Kyrie Irving, obviously. Uh, we've Terrell Brandon. We've had all these great point guards that we've been able to watch, and he fits right in. The problem I see right now, and obviously, you know, they've got to get a wing player, uh, and he plays in Indiana, and I think you're going to see him here. But they got to get another guy He's that from can create offense. He's from yes, Ohio. He, he was committed. Columbus, right? He was committed to Ohio U before Ohio U made a coaching change, and he went to Michigan instead. Karis Levitsu we're talking about. Guys. Yes. Yeah, he's from Pickerington, he, Ohio. Yeah. Yes, he is. And I think yeah. he will be back calling Ohio home uh, that, within the next month. That is an interesting way to end this. Uh, Dre's going on vacation. The next time you hear from us, I will probably be in Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl. Uh, enjoy the quiet time. Enjoy the Cavs. Enjoy the games this weekend. They're going to be great. Thanks for listening. Talk to you guys soon. I jumped in. I'm sorry. I Shout out Blue Wire. Shout out American Fireworks. Shout out you guys. We appreciate you. Bang, bang.